welcome everybody uh, to another episode here uh, on the K2 Podcast on Monday, March 16th. I uh, want to apologize, I'm running a little bit behind here. had a little bit of a technical difficulty getting the stream started, um, but I uh, want to welcome you guys to the show. Uh, Kevin Mills, welcome to the chat, sir. Uh, good to see you're back this week. Um, so, got a, really a lot to happen this week. Um, we've had... She said the coronavirus has just taken over the media. I don't even know if there's an election going on anymore because <laughs> I haven't heard anything about the election going on. Um, so we're down to two candidates, uh, Biden and uh, uh, Bernie Sanders. Um, I don't know what to say much more about that. Um, however, uh, definitely uh, got a great uh, segment prepared for you guys this evening. Um, got a bunch of different stuff to talk about. Uh, some interesting videos, um, just, I mean, a whole whirlwind of stuff. We're definitely going to talk about the coronavirus. I know that um, everybody's kind of covering the coronavirus right now. It's kind of like uh, just taking over the media. Everybody's kind of focused in on that. And maybe we're a little too focused, um, but I got some light content to share with everybody, you know, some fun stuff, some uh, stuff that I hope will make you laugh, but also some informative stuff as well. Um, so, Definitely uh, looking forward to tonight's show. Um, I did get some lighting, so if it seems a little bright, you know, bear with me. I'm still working out some of the kinks to get the stream uh, or the podcast uh, 100% perfect. Um, so I'll continue to work on that. Next week's stream is going to be really awesome. I'm going to have some cool graphics for you guys, a new overlay. Um, the lights will look a lot better, um, so uh, definitely some stuff to look forward to. Um, first story that we're going to get into right off the bat, um, and uh, it's going to be kind of interesting, but uh, first story right off the bat is going to be uh, apparently, I don't know how true this is, apparently, well actually I do know how true it is and we'll get to that in just a minute. Apparently uh, they want to do a Miss Doubtfire reboot. Uh, I think Hollywood's running out of ideas here. Um, there's movies and stuff like that that they just need to leave alone and I think Miss Doubtfire is one of those. Um, it's, you know, it's got Robin Williams, uh, rest in peace to him. However, you know, some movies just shouldn't be touched. And even the movies that I do see come out today, I feel as if they're just, it, it, the, the plots have already been done. Um, they're not very exciting. And um, I, I feel like the cinemas as a whole has really went down the tank. And especially with the coronavirus going on, I don't even think you can get into a movie theater. Stocks are plummeting on the uh, movie theaters, which we'll get to some of that in a little bit because that could be a great investment opportunity for you. Um, investing in uh, some stocks right now that are really taking a hit during this time that I'm sure almost certain will bounce back and you could really potentially make some quick gains. Um, I think there will be a correction, a market correction at some point to where um, you can make a little dough. Um, so getting into the Miss Doubtfire story, and um, it's kind of funny, but it says, so here the article, it looks like it's by a website called comicbook.com. 
Says, like so many popular TV uh, and films of the 90s, Miss Doubtfire is getting a modern remake. But instead of streaming a series or movies, the new Miss Doubtfire will be a Broadway musical stage production. The role of Miss Doubtfire, a father cross-dressing as a nanny in order to see his estranged kids. We made a icon we ma was made iconic by the late Robin Williams. Stepping into the role for the stage version will be actor Rob McClure, The Good Fight. And E.W. has the exclusive first look at, at Rob McClure as Miss Doubtfire. Obviously, nothing could ever replace well, uh, Robin Williams, but McClure is giving it his best shot. So, all, I mean, I don't even know who this McClure guy is. I'm not sure if you guys do. I guess this is what he would look like during the musical. But I believe this musical has been put on hold um, due to the coronavirus. But uh, also, there was talk of a movie. So, I know this is talking about the Broadway performance. Um, however, this is referring to the actual movie, um, or excuse me, this is referring to the Broadway performance. However, there was talk of a movie where Kevin Hart was talking about being the uh, lead uh, actor for that role. However, here this headline by Digital Spy came out and said, you know, uh, no, Kevin Hart saying that he's shutting down the Misfire reboot rumors. Looks like there's really uh, is smoke without a doubt fire. <laughs> Corny joke. As Kevin Hart has shut down rumors, he would be remaking Chris Columbus' classic Missed Out Fire. While Hart is currently promote, promote, promoting another Williams re remake of sorts with Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, he got the rumor mill rumbling by see seeming to indicate that he wanted to tackle Miss Doubtfire too. However, after presumably feeling the backlash from legions of the angry 90s kids, Hart has taken to Twitter to, be, to debunk the whole so, sorry mess. So that I would have to say I would be probably one of those 90 kids who would be like, just leave the movie alone. Don't do it. It's, it's, a, it's a classic. There's some movies that are just classics, and they're just, they're just, uh, they're just terrible right now. Um, that they, they're just doing anything they can do to make a buck, and it's just, I don't, I'm not really excited about the movie industry, but Kevin Hart tweeted, this is a completely false. I was asked if I could jump into Robin Williams' body and do one of his movies. Which one, uh, which one would it be? I said, Miss Doubtfire. It was a hy hypothetical question, never said anything about a remake. So he's just going on to say, hey, it's not, you know, I wouldn't do it. You know, or I would like, you know, if I could do a movie with a, in Robin Williams' body, that would be the one to choose. Which, I mean, it is a great, great, great movie. Um, but, there's a, the thing with Kevin Hart, sorry to for the pause there, I was just thinking, the thing with Kevin Hart, he's also been under a lot of fire here recently. Um, I know back uh, when he was going to do the Oscars, he was canceled for some tweets that he made. Um, and, you know, people give the president a hard time. But this guy, Kevin Hart, he gets it. He gets it pretty tough, too. And I, I tend to think the guy's pretty funny. Um, but anyway, uh, he, he, he got he, he stepped down and resigned from the Oscars because he made some comments that weren't too keen with the uh, trans and gay community of is which is my understanding um but recently he's back under fire again recently for getting uh coming on now th and this is the thing with this story here well because we'll get into this 
he he did a TV show. Um, let, let me. What's the name of the TV show? I think it'll tell us here in the article. Um, it was. I think it tells us in the article what TV show it was from. But I'm sure. I'm trying to think here. It, the show is uh, it's called it's called The Shop on HBO Sports Network. Sorry about that. Um, but if you read this, is interesting. And uh, I see Jamie Kirby in chat. Love how media twists things. They t- they can t- definitely twist things. Um, I'm gonna try to be straightforward as possible and also you know not twist things. Um, but I do want to provide my insight and take on exactly. Um, what I think about certain situations in the news we read. But it says Kevin Hart slammed for comments he made to Lil Nas X on rapper coming out as gay. Now, if you're not familiar with Lil Nas X, he did the Old Town Road song. Um, Hey Panini is his most recent one. Um, The guy's got some catchy hits. Um, You know, my daughter, uh, she's in absolute love with the Old Town Road song. That song comes on and she just goes bananas. Um, so, you know, she, she just loves that song. Um, but it says Kevin Hart didn't learn from his past clearly. And I guess they're referring to the tweets that he made, which he ultimately stepped down from the Oscars. And it says, why they set up little Nas X like that? One Twitter user wrote. So it goes on to tell us about the situation. It says Kevin Hart, who previously faced backlash over remarks deemed homophobic, is coming under fire for comments he made to Lil Nas X as the rapper explained why he wanted to publicly come out as gay. In an episode of HBO Sports, The Shop, uninterrupted, the rapper was asked about his coming out, which he did did in a tweet on the last day of Pride Month. In June, as his song Old Town Road topped the country charts, the song stayed atop the Billboard Hot 100 list for a record-smashing 19 weeks. Before Lil Nas X could offer an explanation, Hart chimed in to ask, he said, he was gay, so what? And uh, this looks like it was done by NBC News, but it says the rapper, whose real name is Montero Lamar Hill, was then asked why he felt it was necessary to publicly reveal his sexuality. Lil Nas X told the group of men, which included Kevin Hart, athletes Rob Gronkowski, and Kevin Love. I'm not sure who Kevin Love is. But among others, that growing up, he was taught to hate homosexuality. Why are you growing up to hate it? Hart asked the rapper. Now, before we move forward, I want to say a couple things. First off, they say, why are you coming out is this i don't think that's an out of line question so i they're already upset with kevin hart for even asking them about it i don't understand why they're upset about it if you want to ask the man about it and he's on an interview which you're supposed to ask questions why not um but I don't understand why they're upset about this, but Nas's response to Kevin Hart was, come on now, if you're really from the hood, you know. And Lil Nas X responded referring to the stigma against homosexuality in the black community. I don't know if that's a stigma or not. I mean, I've, I can't say that I, I've always lived a very privileged life. Um, I've grew up in uh, urban and... Uh, situations and i always felt like if anything that's where it was more prominent 
Um, but, you know, I guess that's maybe it's not like that in every neighborhood. I'm not sure. But I can say that I don't understand why they're, you know, getting upset at Kevin Hart for going after this guy on this. Um, and he didn't really go after him. He's just asking him questions pertaining to it. And also, I got to say, it's kind of fishy. You're, you know, you're trying to keep your song up there and you're just, I, are you doing it for attention? I don't know. I can't speak for the guy. It just seems kind of. I don't know, suspect, but it says the rapper then explained that he chose to come out because he was already at the top of his game and had nothing to gain from it. If you're doing this whole, doing this while you're at the top, you know it's for real and showing it doesn't really matter, he said. I don't know if that's true. I mean, you, when you get to the top, you're going to want to try to stay at the top. But I, I, I don't know. I just kind of brought this up because Kevin Hart was, you know, talking about the whole Miss Doubtfire reboot, and he's talking about, well, I guess it was kind of speculated, but you're talking about a man dressing up as a woman in a movie, and he's the one coming under fire for making alleged homosexual comments? I'm not sure if that's what you call I don't, I don't understand, I'm not really sure, but... I, we won't spend too much time on that, I just kind of wanted to touch base on it, and I don't know. It's just it's just the whole story seems kind of weird. I don't know why they won't leave old Kevin Hart alone. Um, but anyway, uh, so talking about a little bit of stocks here, we'll get into some coronavirus stuff here in just a moment. Uh, so this is uh, an article on the NASDAQ talking about a few stocks to buy. Now, these stocks I'm not necessarily saying I agree in. It's just a, a quote or an article here by uh, – NASDAQ, which will maybe give you some insight, maybe some things you didn't think about, but I feel like they're pretty obvious. Um, we'll see. Uh, Johnson & Johnson is one that they recommend and is a good one to pick up during this time. It says, may appear to be risky by given all the litigation it's facing, which they are under fire for a lot, a lot of stuff. I mean, you could have, you'd have to look, we, could, we wouldn't be able to fit it into the podcast to go over it all. But the company has recently had to deal with lawsuits relating to its vaginal mesh products in Australia, opioids in most, multiple states, and its talc baby powder products. And I'm sure you've all seen those commercials that that if you've been affected by the talc baby powder, you know, please call this lawyer or something along those lines. But it says, which are perhaps its most high profile problems. Its ongoing legal battles are far from over. Now, these this company, yeah, they're going through legal battles. But I assure you, they've got buku money. It's it's it, once it's all said and done, I don't. I don't think it'll affect them too much in the long run, but Johnson Johnson, one that they're really recommending. Um, another one is FedEx, uh, is another stock that could be attractive, uh, attractive buy during this crash, like Johnson and Johnson. It's a dividend stock. Um, those are always nice. Everybody likes to get a little bit of money back through their investment. And although it hasn't raised its payouts in more than a year, it does pay 65 cents every quarter, representing a 2.6% yield per year. It's also trading near its 52-week low and at a forward P.E. of less than 10. It's looking cheaper by the day. Um, FedEx is a good bet during the coronavirus situation as COVID-19 continues to spread. There will be a demand for more delivery, deliveries as consumers look to avoid crowded stores. 
and trust me, those stores are crowded. That's where the freight and logistics company can benefit from an uptick in traffic, which could make for some strong quarters ahead. Online shopping plays a big role in the econ economy, and while there might be some short-term pain the FedEx re the for FedEx stock over the long term, it may cover a lot soon, recover a lot sooner than others will. Um, and I I tend to kind of uh, agree with that. Um, and the last one's Amazon. I think that's a very clear one. Um, even they kind of, you know, uh, uh, kind of alluded to that with the FedEx one saying everybody's going to need the shipments. Um, Amazon, I do believe, uses FedEx. They use UPS. They use their own shipping service. They use USPS. I mean, they got the mailman running out here on Sundays to deliver these packages. Um, so Amazon's a huge player. And even with the coronavirus, it's still trading a little bit under uh two thousand dollars um it did recently before all of this stuff went uh haywire um amazon was over two two thousand dollars a share um after coronavirus hit it definitely went down however um with all the buying that's going on people don't want to leave their homes the convenience of it they're you know they're just buying everything through amazon i think once the dust settles amazon's going to come out as a huge player um, and uh, according to the article here, it says Amazon is a good buy for similar reason. It doesn't pay a dividend, but the tech stock is near a 52-week low as well. It still has a high forward PE for more than 50, but that's not unusual for an online retailer, which investors typically value highly thanks to its growth. It's also doing its part to try and help battle for coronavirus, partnering with the Gates Foundation to help deliver test kits in the Seattle area. And they're doing much more than that. Um, I know employees that are working there. Uh, if you do get the coronavirus, uh, they're going to give you two weeks pay. Um, you stay at home with your family. You don't have to worry about, you know, vacation time or any of that stuff. They just go ahead, give you the two weeks pay and have you stay at home. Um, Amazon is a personal one I have in my portfolio. I invest in um, definitely a long-term investment. I wouldn't, if you're going to invest in Amazon, it's something that's going to definitely take a quite a long time, but um, definitely something you should have in your, uh, in your uh, portfolio. Um, so some other, uh, some other things I wanted to uh, get to. It says the Los Angeles Times, uh, I read an article on there, uh, reported the Dow Jones industrial average sank about 10%, uh, about 2,300 points. The S&P's the 500 index dropped about 9.5%, and the NASDAQ slid about 94 all three indexes are now in a bear market, down substantially more than 20% from the record highs they set last month and have wiped out most of the big run-up since President Trump's inauguration. The indexes started the day down sharply, then climbed back up somewhat after the Federal Reserve said it would step into the bond market to address highly unusual disruptions in the, tra in the trading of Treasury, treasury uh, securities, but then took a turn lower. So basically, they're just referring to the kind of roller coaster ride that the stocks have been up on, uh, up and down on. Um, 
it's been haywire. Um, I don't know if any of you invest, but I would strongly recommend uh, building a part portfolio. I personally use TD Ameritrade, um, but do your research. Find one that suits you best. Um, there's websites, I believe, or apps like Acorns, which will take your change from purchases and round it up and invest that change difference into stocks. Um, there's a whole bunch of ways to be investing, and I definitely think uh, you should... Uh, be doing that and Dennis Bradley and Chess says, are you affiliated with any of these companies no um, I'm just trying to give people insight into what I use um, what's most compatible for me um, and then you know you do your own research on work what's work, what works best for you um, now moving on uh, we're gonna get into a little bit of coronavirus stuff here uh, everybody knows sports are down for the count NCAA canceling games um now they were uh the march madness tournament one of my favorite times of year everybody gets together does a bracket you know i was already you know speculating who my picks were gonna be um i was really pumped up for it then they say well we may have to cancel and i got really depressed about it i said well damn that's a bummer um but they said, you know what, we're going to play and just not have any fans in the stadium. So I said, oh, we get it. We might have a chance here. I mean, it won't be as exciting. I feel like the fans and the crowd adds an element to it. Um, you're just going to hear squeaking the whole time without any fans. Just skeet, 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 the whole time. Um, but nonetheless, you know, I was kind of um, looking forward to it. But ultimately, they decided to cancel it, which probably was the right move. Um, I know... There was a bunch of players who uh, had reported not feeling well. Whether they actually had contracted the coronavirus or not, I'm not sure. Um, I know the NBA uh, had suspended uh, the rest of their season until further notice. Um, NHL has suspended their season for further notice. Um, and I believe there's a player in the NBA, um, I think his name is Rudy Gobert um, of the Jazz. He tested positive for the coronavirus. Um, but here, uh, I did want to just bring to attention that there is a few things. Mark Cuban, uh, it says has smartly identified the people most vulnerable to the NBA league suspension. And he goes on here, a quick little article, uh, by for the win, uh, Dallas Mavericks owner, Mark Cuban was caught on camera in real time, having his reaction to finding out on his phone that the NBA has suspended its season after Rudy Gobert tested positive for coronavirus just ahead of tip off at Wednesday, Utah jazz and Oklahoma city thunder contest. He was shocked as everyone else. And in subsequent ESPN interview, he spoke about how all of it, all of this went beyond basketball, which it'll certainly does. And we'll get into some of that later. I got I've got some interesting stuff to share with you guys. Uh, so it definitely goes beyond basketball and sports as a whole. But he goes, then he asks, what about all the people who work here on the hourly basis? And he said, well, we're going to put a program together for them. And ultimately, uh, I believe he set up a program that provides his employees um, with pay. Uh, it says it says there are arena workers for for security to concession workers and beyond with no games played for now they're going to lose out on a huge source of income of course this is a problem that goes beyond sports with workers who could face extended time without employment so i believe what he did was he went in for all hourly employees um he's going to give them pay for like the next four or five games um that would have taken place they didn't actually take place um but he's still going to pay them uh, nonetheless so i thought that was cool for mark Q 
Cuban. I know he kind of gets a tough rap, comes off as a hard ass a little bit. Um, but one thing I want to get to on the coronavirus thing is what is going on with West Virginia. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, but I think as of now, last I checked, it could have changed within the last short bit here since I've checked. But when you look at the confirmed cases, every every state's got a confirmed case except West Virginia. Some have speculated it's the moonshine. <laughs> Some have speculated that they're just not going to get tested. Um, yeah, I've heard all kinds of crazy stories on that, but I just thought it was quite interesting to know that that's the only state that hasn't got it. Could it be? I, I know they have mountains there um, that maybe the mountain air. I'm not sure. Um, I can't really say what it is when it comes to uh, uh, West Virginia, but I just thought that was kind of interesting that nobody there has got it. Um We'll see if that changes in the, in the shortcomings because uh, I'd like to know if they know what's going on. And Jamie Kirby in the chat says, meth kills corona. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you might be right. I don't, think, I don't know if they've done any studies to prove that one. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. The Chinese coronavirus epidemic. All right, sorry. So I just want to get into a quick Tucker video, Tucker Carlson video here. Um, we're going to hear what he has to say. We won't watch the whole video. Uh, Tucker can get the rambling, sometimes get a little out of whack. But I did want to kind of address a couple things here in his video. Um, so let's take a look at this. Epidemic turns out to be just that, an epidemic. There's no denying that now. According to the official count, this country has recorded more than 500 cases of the virus and suffered at least 24 deaths. So you can definitely tell this was a little bit a little bit ago um, at the article. We just looked at the numbers were, for this were uh, definitely higher. The real number is without question far higher than that. Soon we will have a better sense of just how much higher. By then, this epidemic will have caused economic damage whose effects may dog us for years. People you know will get sick. Some may die. This is real. And, he's, and that's not, that's definitely true. That's definitely, you know, something to take seriously um you know I, I i know there's a lot of conspiracy theories going on about this they're calling it the uh oh i i if someone in the chat knows what they were calling it uh definitely put it in there but I, they were just calling it all kinds of different names saying diff, like it's fake it's not even real virus i definitely believe it's real um you, you I think the more serious part about it is how people are reacting to the whole coronavirus. Um, but it's, I definitely don't believe this is some kind of conspiracy. That's the point of this script, to tell you that. You'll be forgiven if the whole thing snuck up on you as if from nowhere. An obscure virus arising from a meat market in eastern China to sicken American citizens in Oregon and New Hampshire and Illinois and midtown Manhattan. It sounds ridiculous. It does sound ridiculous. Um, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of a, uh, it's kind of uh, strange here. But I want to get a little bit further into the video. Um, he brings up some important topics that I think are being really blown out of proportion. If our leaders helped us to take it seriously. On the left, you've heard them tell you that the real worry is that you might use the wrong word to describe what's happening to the country. It's racist, they're telling you, to blame the most racist nation in the world for the spread of this virus. Now, I don't know if that's, I don't know for him to say that 
China is the most racist nation in the world. I don't know what evidence he has to support that. Um, I, I don't think that's fair for him, for Tucker to come out and say that. Um, however, for the left to say it's racist to blame China is also very silly. Right. Meanwhile, if we're being honest, the other side has not been especially helpful either. People you trust, people you probably voted for, have spent weeks minimizing what is clearly a very serious problem. It's just partisan politics, they say. Calm down. In the end, this is just like the flu, and people die from that every year. Coronavirus will pass, and when it does, we will feel foolish for worrying about it. And so, I personally, that's kind of how I feel about the situation. I feel like this will pass. Everybody just needs to relax remain calm. It is a serious situation. People are going to get sick. Unfortunately, some people may die from this or people have died from this. So it's, it's definitely, a, you know, it's, it's nothing to celebrate by any means. Um, but I do believe it will pass. You know, it just takes time and people need to stop panicking, freaking out, worrying to death, buying up all the damn toilet paper. It just doesn't make any sense. But I'm not going to watch too much more on Tucker. You know, he gets carried away and really starts going in. But I just wanted to kind of touch base on the whole racist thing. I know it says that, you know, uh, the left is saying that it's racist to blame China. Well, it's been traced back to China. That's where it came from. Um, I think what people are more referring to with that statement is, you know, you see somebody from the Asian community that may cough and then, you know, it it could turn into a situation. But. I've got to say, I've been out in public, I've seen people interacting, I've seen Asians, I've seen people of all walks of life interacting with each other, and I haven't seen any racist comments or remarks made or any, it just, I, I think it, it's just, it's a ploy by the media. When you talk, or Jamie in the chat earlier was talking about how the media twists things, and I think this is one of those things to keep that fire going. I don't see it as much. I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but I just don't see it. But the next video I want to get into is kind of hilarious. So there's this, this is, <laughs> this cracks me up. I think you guys will enjoy this video here. Check this out. This, oh man, you've got to see this. Two garbage bags. My shoes and came and Two sacks. No sack. Fox 13's Jackie Massey is live. This lady, this lady had a, oh, we got to go back to that. Oh, a trash bag on her head. A mask that does not prevent coronavirus. This is one of those masks that it 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 does not. It, it still moisture can get through, and that's not one of the the masks recommended for use. Um, <laughs> she had trash bags on her feet, which apparently have ripped completely off, or one of them has. Her foot is going right through it. <laughs> it's hilarious, but let's let's keep watching here. He is live at SES headquarters. Jackie, you talk to concerned parents. What do they tell you? And don't nobody want their child to be sick. And don't nobody want to take that virus to their house. Parents with children. So why is the attitude? I'm, now, I think we're going to get more into the story to find out why she may be upset. But why, is that necessary? I don't think so. At Treadwell Middle and elementary schools are not playing around. Many wiped their kids down and some even sprayed them with disinfectant spray. Now I want to show some. This guy is spraying his kid down with, I'm assuming, Lysol or something. Now, I just want to say, I could be wrong here. If that kid's sick, spraying him down before he gets into the vehicle is not going to stop it. If it's on his clothes... I don't think that's going to stop it. 
even if you spray him down, he's already probably if it's on his clothes, if if it's that close, he's probably already contracted it. There's no stopping it. So this these people are just acting out of fear. I guess I don't know. It's just they're they're I I don't understand it. It's just bonkers to me. It's just, it's like my mind's blown. But we'll, let's keep seeing here. As they took them home Monday, and I wiped my children backpack down when I got them out of school. Sure did, gave them gloves. Sure did. Parents are doing. She sure did. This after they found out an employee who works at Treadwell Middle and Elementary came in contact with a person who tested positive for the coronavirus in Memphis. So I guess that's why she's upset. So you know, there's a I guess an employee uh, at the at the school who contracted the virus, and so she's upset. But I don't think, you know, people aren't realizing until it's too late. It's not something that you, you know, it's nothing you, it's not much you can really do except what, go, everybody want to be on lockdown? I mean, I don't know. Dennis Bradley in the chat, should I stop eating Chinese food? Uh, that seems kind of silly question to ask. Um, no, I would not say to stop eating Chinese food. Um, most of those people, uh, unless they've recently traveled, are no different than your average citizen. Yes, some took more extreme measures. Two garbage bags. My shoes and came and boots. Two sacks. Another sack. Leaders with the Shelby County Health Department say this is not necessary because it's a very low-risk situation for students. Health Director Elisa Househalter says about 70 people came in contact with a patient who has coronavirus. Those people were quarantined at home but are not considered sick. She says most of those people live in Tennessee while a few live in Mississippi. So I guess that's all I really wanted to share on that one, but I just thought it was funny how that lady was, I mean, full out gear. <laughs> in plastic bags that was just mind-boggling to me but another thing is what's going on with the toilet paper issue people are just buying up the toilet paper left and right um with no really explanation i saw a couple of people a couple of uh what do you call them um reporters i guess and they were in the news uh or excuse me in the grocery stores and what they would do is they were asking hey i noticed you got six bags of toilet paper six bundles of toilet paper why are you buying so much and they were like they nobody had an answer everybody was just the the um well i i don't uh, i don't know like that's all they were doing and it seemed like they ha had no answer for it now a couple people have came up with some theories and that's what we're going to get into next as to why people are buying up all this toilet paper. One theory is a thing called the zero risk bias. Um, if you're not familiar with that, um, I know I had to do a little research on it myself, but zero risk bias is a tendency to prefer the complete el elimination of a risk in a subpar event with alternative options produce a greater reduction in risk. Overall, if often it often manifests in cases where decision makers address problems concerning health safety and the environment um so that was one theory that was what's called the zero risk bias if you want more information on that you can google it and kind of check it out um it's in a lot of people it just seems like they're uh what do you call it they're just uh just buying it all up for no reason makes i mean just I, it makes no sense to me um there's another theory here. I got a uh, little another quick article I'll pull up.
it looks like there's a video here. We'll take a look at the video. This looks like it's coming from KHOU.com. KHOU 11. And this question, why are people, of all things, hoarding toilet paper? Hand sanitizer we get, but toilet paper? Lauren Tallarico in the Upper Kirby tonight with a look at why store shelves are empty. Explain it, Lauren. Len, you took the words right out of my mouth. Hand sanitizer, yeah, we get, but toilet paper? Yeah, hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer, totally agree. Now, of course, hand sanitizer, if you're not aware, using too much of it, eventually you become immune. Um, and it has literally zero no, to no effect. Now, I'm not a doctor or a health professional, so I don't have all the answers to that. And I'm not exactly sure if how, how I don't know. We'll, we'll keep watching. Don't get us wrong. You can definitely still find it. We just bought this pack today, but stores are constantly having to restock. Here's why. It's trending online. Toilet paper aisle. Absolutely. So I guess they're saying because, you know, they're seeing everybody talk about it online. It's kind of like um, when one person jumps off of a cliff into the water down below, it's always that first person to take a leap. And then the that person before, before them sees them do it. So it's just this domino effect. And they think, oh, well, that person did it. I should do it as well. Um, silly, but, you know, you'd be surprised how many people just like, oh, I got to get some too. Non left. Hashtag toilet paper apocalypse, turning the stockpiling of TP into the butt of internet jokes. Stores like Costco's have even put limits on how many rolls you can. It's a shame they had to put limits. I don't understand why people couldn't just like they're they're acting like they're really gonna be. <laughs> I mean, like this is a real apocalypse. I mean, it's crazy. I know a bunch of celebrities have also contracted the virus. Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. Rudy Gobert from Utah Jazz, which we talked about a little earlier. Also, Canadian Prime Minister's wife, uh, uh, her name's Sophie Trudeau, um, announced she had a positive diagnosis. Um, so it's been just, just a whirlwind of stuff going on. Everybody seems to be either buying toilet paper or already sick. Um, next thing that i wanted to get into is kind of more of a lighter story something a little kind of interesting something funny here that hopefully we could all take a little laugh at it says students suspended from school for selling squirts of hand sanitizer to classmates now <laughs> you got to give it to the man he's a hustler uh, i know a few people uh, back in my day that would do things like sell candy put them in like little bags at school and try to sell them for a couple of bucks um, it says here, some people have taken advantage of people's anxiety for a quick buck. Now that seems like a harsh line for just a kid selling squirts of hand sanitizer. He's not out there selling like, I don't even know, like something more important, like maybe like toilet paper. I don't know. Like these people are, you know, why don't they go after those people? Well, it does say some people have taken advantage, but I don't know why they had to associate that with this little kid. It says one teenager in the UK who was sent home from school for the day uh, for selling squirts of hand sanitizer to his friends at Dixon's Unity Academy in Leeds. Why'd they have to send them home? They didn't have, they didn't have to send them home. Just take, you know, tell them, hey, look, man, you can't be selling hand sanitizer squirts. And I don't even know why he can't do it. I mean, as long as he's not disrupting class, he wants to do it on recess or whatever at lunchtime, man, so be it. But... 
I just thought that was an interesting story. Um, another, uh, uh, this one isn't quite as, uh, this one is a woman who actually contracted the virus. She kind of goes in to say what her experience has been and her advice. Um, now, I believe there was a video here. It looks like the video may have been removed since the last time that I've looked at it. Um, let's see. Well, it's just the two pictures here. Well, we'll take a look at the article and uh, basically go on. It says, an American woman who's who has recovered from the novel coronavirus has a simple message for people who are worried. Don't panic, but do think about high-risk individuals and stay home if you feel ill. Elizabeth Schneider lives in Seattle, the biggest city of Washington State, which has the most deaths in the United States from the d disease sweeping the globe. The 37-year-old, who has a Ph.D. in bioengineering, said she was sharing her story to give people a little bit of hope. Though her own relative, relatively mild experience with the infection, which she treated herself from home, so she's treated this herself, so she claims, oh, I don't... I almost want to question whether she actually got the virus um, because if she's treating it did she go to the doctor and they say yes you've been confirmed with coronavirus and she turned down what she what he his recommendations and offers were I'm not sure but she added obviously it's not something to be completely nonchalant about but there's a lot of people who are elderly and have underlying health conditions that means that we need to be extra vigilant about staying home and isolating yourself from others which i think is a great point um but everybody wants to buy buy all the toilet paper up and just go i mean there's no food on the shelves they're acting like they're just they think they're gonna die tomorrow i mean the coronavirus is not what's scaring me. The scary part is how everybody's acting. Um, if we were ever in a situation where the world was uh, coming to an end, which it very well could be. Um, <laughs> oh, man, could you imagine the madness? Because this is just a glimpse into it. Like, this is just a glimpse. If the world were really ending, oh, it would be, it would be, it would be haywire. But check out this video. You want to talk about the toilet paper stuff i know that you know the toilet paper how long can we go on it right well apparently it just it's just non-stop it just won't stop people are just buying it up buying it up it, it, it makes no sense to me so there's a video here that i came across called the amazing race and it's these it looks like it's at a costco or something of some sort uh let's see if we could get, see, see if the video will uh, play here See if I got some audio for you. Takes them to get through, and here they come. So you see this horde of people coming around the corner with carts. I mean, they're hauling ass. I mean, they're hauling ass. The amazing race toilet paper edition. So they're racing now. They're all smiling, laughing, giggles. Let's see if it stays that way, folks. Skipping through here to actually see what they get. Look at this. Look at these people filling up the carts, which is so much. That makes no sense. Why do you need that much toilet paper? Um, yes. I mean, hordes of people lined up with their carts. 
I mean, they're running. One of those big bundles would probably last you. Just maybe one, one big bundle. And you probably have some for the rest of the, the month, month and a half. I mean, I don't know. I guess some households are bigger than others. But, jeez. It just, it's just mind-boggling to me. Um, I, there's so much crazy stuff going on. I know some people were tell. I saw some uh, stories on Reddit, people saying to drink bleach. Please don't drink bleach. Please do not drink bleach. It will not prevent the, not prevent the coronavirus. Um, you can look that up on the uh, Poison Control Center's website. Um, it also states do not drink bleach because people have been recommending it. Um, but one thing that's kind of scary. This is a, this is true and scary story. Um. This is a story by the Washington Post. Iran apparently has been digging trenches, um, burial pits, if you call them that, um, and so big they're vast from space. I guess these are the satellite images here. Um, I don't know how well you guys can see that on the screen, but apparently these are trenches that they're digging, um, and this is reported by Washington Post. Um, it says two days after Iran, Iran declared its first case of the novel coronavirus and what will become one of the largest outbreaks of the illness outside of China, evidence of unusual activity appeared at a cemetery near where the infections emerged. I feel like th that's just scary to me. Um, they're getting, I mean, I don't know if that's an overreaction or not. I mean, burial pits? It says they dug two large trenches totaling 100 yards in length, so that's the size of a football field, in the previous unused area of the cemetery. I don't know what they're expecting. Like, people are just savage. I, I, are they thinking no one has family or friends that would want to deal with it? I don't know. It's crazy. Jamie Kirby in the chat says, We bought a pack and haven't even opened it yet. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. And none of those people, they're going to have toilet paper for the next three years. Which maybe is not a bad thing, but if you did, I don't. It just if you're one of those people that would do that in advance, then I don't think you would be having to struggle or worry about it. I don't know. It's strange, but um, we're coming up on the end of the podcast here, guys. I got I got a couple more quick stories I want to share for you. I know we got started a little late. Um, if you're in here in Virginia, marijuana uh, has been decriminalized in Virginia. Um, it says Virginia lawmakers vote to decriminalize marijuana set to a $25 civil penalty for possession. This is reported by NBC 12, a local news station in Virginia. Um, possession of small amounts of marijuana will no longer be punishable by jail time in Virginia under decriminal decriminalization legislation law legislation lawmakers sent to Governor Ralph Norvum on Sunday. Um, so they're saying it's similar to a traffic ticket. Um, just something I figured I would bring up. It seems like it's something that's kind of sweeping the nation. Everybody's gonna, I think that'll be, won't be long before it's uh, available in all 50 states, whether it's decriminalized or completely legal for recreational use. Oh, excuse me. Um, so I just thought that was a, a, a local story I would bring some attention to. 
Um, next, this is totally unrelated to coronavirus. Speak, I've got corona, but it's a beer, not the official coronavirus. Just a moment. So, and I'm not affiliated with Corona in any type of way, um, but it's a good beer. Um, although I have heard their stocks have taken a huge plummet because, again, the same people that are buying up all this toilet paper, some actually believe that the coronavirus is somehow connected to the Corona beer. If you don't believe it, you can look it up. Their, t- their shares, uh, Corona <laughs> shares have really took a hit. In times like these, you would think, you know, beer and... Uh, Stuff like that would kind of go up just because people are at home more relaxing. Maybe they got the work week off. They're finally trying to recover or maybe they just don't want to go out and get sick. They're not sick. They just want to stay home and kind of quarantine themselves from getting sick. So you would think beer would be up, but no, Corona has been taking a huge hit. And uh, I guess it's the same people who also believe, what is it called, um, that chocolate milk comes from brown cows. Look it up. I mean, you you think I'm I'm not making this stuff up? <laughs> not making this stuff up. Um, but uh, says man, it, uh, this next video is a man training his daughter. Um, I just thought this video was weird. I want to get you guys' opinion on it. Maybe just take a watch out of here because I'm a father myself. But this particular video, I don't know. It's just kind of, it, it just, I'm not sure how, how, what I think about it yet. I'm going to watch with you guys, see if we can kind of come to some kind of conclusion on it. Let's cut the audio on, sorry. What kind of round are you hearing now? Three. Just giving her bullets, asking her to name the rounds. What kind of round are you hearing? Three. What kind of round are you hearing now? Forty-eight, four, forty-five. What kind of round are you hearing now? Twenty-two. Miss Gray, to now, your job to our family and friends, what is that called? I don't know if she if if this is memorization. Um, maybe it gives her the same bullets every time and she just remembers it. I'm not knocking the uh, little girl. If she does in fact know those, that's that's pretty cool. Um I don't know how I feel about giving my young daughter I believe that it's definitely a conversation that could be had, should be had about protecting yourself. Firearms is a great thing. Um I I'm definitely in support of that, but a little girl don't i mean don't they let her be a kid you know um is she gonna have easy access to a weapon i don't even think that she's permitted to handle one of those i i think uh, and uh uh, i believe kevin mills in the chat um he hunted for a while i know like i think you can own a rifle at 16 or something maybe he can tell me a little bit more about that um but i don't even know if she's able to handle a weapon so i'm not sure why you feel the need to i'm not saying it's not good to involve your kids and you know educate them and talk to them about this stuff but this seems a little excessive to me Oh. If you have a bunch of friends who don't do shit, are they an asset or a liability? A liability. How many? You have a bunch of friends who don't do shit. Are they an asset or a liability? This is all. I'm not. I'm not knocking the guys the information, but the way he's conveying it to his daughter with the gun, you know, trying to clock, you know, do the uh, triggers. I don't know. It just, it just it, let her be a kid. It's a little girl. Many people on the registered sex offender list? 750. Why does she need to know that? I mean, don't get me wrong. Be aware. But she's a child. What is she going to, like, 
She knows. I don't know. I don't know. Am I wrong? I don't. I don't understand. I just I feel like it's. This is kind of excessive. Thousand. Daddy taught you that you were a goddess, so you can never be anybody's what? Bitch or hoe. So he's got her saying bitch or hoe. I mean, I don't know. I feel so conflicted on this because I feel like it's not a, necessarily a totally a, a terrible thing. I, I mean, I don't feel like it's totally. A bad thing, but I, I just think the way it's being delivered is just is off. Remove your blindfold. Who is Huey P. Newton? An African political actress, a revolutionary who belonged to Bob Seale, co-founded the Black Panther Party in 1966. Who's coming to save you? Nobody. I have to save myself. And if I die today, then what's your job? To pick up where you left off and take care of my siblings. Good job. So, I mean, one, the guy's being present in his daughter's life. You can't knock that, right? But it's just strange. I just, this, this, the whole, it's just a weird video to me. I'm not sure why he felt the need to show, do all that with his daughter. I'm not saying it's not important information. I think the delivery is just wrong. I don't know. But another video I wanted to get into um, is, let's see if it, it pulls up here. Um... So for what I know, for some reason it doesn't look like it wants to uh, work work properly. Um, hold on, I think I got it here. So this is a Chick Fil A employee, and I just wanted to give kudos out to Chick Fil A because uh, one, I, God's chicken is great. I love it, um, but they've they're doing they're doing pretty good. I know for the coronavirus they've shut down their lobbies, and uh, I don't know if that's all locations. I guess it depends on which state you're from or what location, but it appears that most of them are just only doing drive-through only right now. Um, also, they're offering free lunch to kids who are uh, typically wouldn't have a meal. Um, if you uh, and this may not be all locations, um, so you might want to check the your local Chick Fil A's website or call into the store and ask them. Um, but I know certain kids rely on school lunch that they receive for free, um, and they're offering those lunches to those kids that may have gone without. So I thought that's great on Chick-fil-A. Um, they're a great company. I don't think, I think Chick-fil-A speaks for itself. I think everybody knows that, but, um, the title here says a grown man berates and belittles a Chick-fil-A employee. And her response to him is why Chick-fil-A is the Lord's chicken. Let, let's take a watch at this video. Free water? It is. Awesome. You know why I'm getting the free water, right? I do not. Because Chick-fil-A... Look at her. She seems happy. You know, he's like, I'm coming to get a free water. First off, he drives through, gets just a water. You're not buying anything. You just came through just to get a water. Which, I'm, if you, I mean, in a situation where you got to have, like, I, maybe I understand it, but you're already disrupting. It is a hateful corporation. I disagree. I wouldn't... I know, we but I know, but you guys, but the corporation gives money to hate, hate groups, hate groups, which she has nothing to do with. Okay, she's there. She's looks. She looks fairly young. She's probably in college, and maybe, maybe a senior in high school. At you know, at the youngest, but probably in college, trying to work her way through. Chick Fil A, great reputation, great company to work for. I once worked there when I was younger. Um, I'm no way affiliated with Chick Fil A, but I just wanted to say that I had a good experience as an employee there. I felt I was treated fairly. Um, 
they gave us uh, free meals on lunch. Um, I, it was nothing but I have nothing but good things to say about Chick Fil A. So it, it's not a bad place to work, regardless of what this guy says. Just because people want to kiss another guy. Sorry. And it's not because a guy wants to kiss another guy. It's much more than that. Not to say that it's right or wrong. I'm not arguing to one way or the other. All I'm saying is don't play it down and say, oh, just because another dude wants to kiss another dude, that's why your company, you know, is 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 a terrible company to work for because they spoke out against it, which I think I could be wrong on this. I think they've recently spoke out going back on that and saying, you know what, maybe we may and i don't even know if i don't even know if they've released a statement regarding it but i just think they're being a little too hard on chick-fil-a but let's see i have to say you're from the subject my personal belief no i understand yeah i believe that too i don't believe corporations should be giving money to hateful groups totally understand i'll take my water it's my pleasure to serve you always oh yeah of course i'm glad that i can take a little bit of money from chick-fil-a and maybe less money that's tap water buddy i don't think you took anything but maybe the styrofoam cup and straw and lid and maybe a little bit of the workers time but those dang on chat chick-fil-a employees work so damn quick i shouldn't cuss while i'm talking about the lord's chicken <laughs> but they work so quick those lines move like that this guy didn't i don't think you wasted any of their money buddy um it's just quite disrespectful in my opinion well, have a great day. We're always happy to serve everyone. I don't know how you live with yourself and, you and work here. I don't understand it. This is a horrible corporation with horrible values. We're here to you serve deserve you better. You, you deserve Dude, she's being so nice and patient with this guy. We're here to serve you any way that you need. Like, she's being so patient and nice. I feel so bad for this girl. Now, the guys that claim that they want to be treated equally and treated fairly and treated nicely, I'm, I support that. I can understand that. You're a human being. I'm not I'm not saying that. But when you do things like this, it does not so help or support your cause. It does not support your cause. Better. Rachel deserves better. Okay? Well, I hope you have a really nice day. I will. I just did something really good. I feel purposeful. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Okay. The guy went out and said he feels purposeful. I mean, it's just that, that really upset me. I don't even know. I shouldn't even played that video because it's just, uh, it's just, oh, it's so ignorant. But poor girl, and kudos to Chick Fil A and all that they do. Um, great company. I will spend my money there over a hundred times. I mean, what do you? I, I, I just, I don't know. I can't keep rambling on about it because I'll just get upset thinking about it. But kudos to her for keeping her cool and and i definitely say chick-fil-a is great so this is kind of an older video um we got just a couple of more clips here and then we'll call it uh, uh quits for the night and uh thank you guys uh for tuning in um but uh, just a quick video here uh this was a huge gaffe everybody likes gaffes on the uh internet but this woman was talking about bloomberg's uh money that he spent on ads check this goof out see if y'all catch it i don't want to well We'll see. I will see if y'all catch it first. I'll, I'll see. Let's see if we can play the audio. Tonight on social media, it... I'll back it up. Got it. Let's put it up yeah. on the screen. It, when I read it uh, tonight on social media, it kind of all became clear. Bloomberg spent $500 million on ads. U.S. population, $327 million. Uh, Don't tell us if you're ahead of us on the math. He could have given each American one... I'm ahead of you, buddy. <laughs> but I don't know that you are. One 
million dollars and have had lunch money left over. It's an incredible way of putting it. It's an incredible way of putting it. It's true. It's disturbing. It does. So I just want to back this up just a little bit, just a little bit to the tweet. So it's <laughs> the U.S. population is 327 million. He could have given each American one million and still have money left over. I feel like a $1 million check would be life-changing for most people, yet he's wasted all ads and still lost. First off, I can't believe this was on TV. Um, and they didn't pull out a calculator, do a little math. <laughs> if, you, if you actually break it down, I believe it comes out... I could... Be, I, don't, I, don't, I, had, I didn't break out my calculator, but I believe it comes out to about $20. Um, give or take $20, not $1 million, but I couldn't believe they, they goofed putting this it. on TV. It's an incredible way of putting it. It's true. It's disturbing. It does, it does suggest, you know, what we're talking about here. Editorial board member from the New York times, Mara Gray. Just want to throw that out there. Which is there, there's too much money in politics. Um, yeah. And it makes it difficult because what we want in politics, the point is to have competition. And the point is to have the best candidates um, and have people from all backgrounds be able to run. It's an incredible way. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's just crazy goof here. Let me see if I can bring up the calculator. Uh, let's just do the math here real quickly, just, just out of curiosity. I'll see if I can... So he spent 500 million on ads, 500. That's 500,000. That's 5 million, 50 million, 500 million is what they're saying. Now, you want to divide that by 327 million Americans. Wow, I hit 327. Wow. But we'll go with 327. Or there we go. All right, perfect. Okay, so I wasn't even close. I said $20. It comes out to $1.52. $1.52. And this, these people are, oh, man, I, I don't know how they goofed that. I know this may be kind of old, you know, Bloomberg dropped out of the race. He's gone. But it would have equaled out to $1.52. It wouldn't have changed nobody's life. So um, not a Mike Bloomberg fan, but I just thought it was a crazy goof on their part. Um, so we're coming up on the end of the show here. Uh, Brian Garrett says, I was at a Chick-fil-A today and took all the toilet paper out of their men's room. <laughs> that, I, I don't condone that, sir. I don't condone that. Um, however, if you guys remember, um, I know this is kind of a little bit off topic and out of the way. Um, but the last two episodes, we've ended the video, um, with a flat earther, so I saw what better way to end today's episode with keeping the momentum going. Um, there's a guy, the same guy. It's funny because this is the same gentleman who we watched last week who went uh, to the child's playground and uh, oh, he just went to the playground and was harassing the kids about the flat earth and saying, oh, the flat earth is not real. You're not moving through space and all, just, I mean... Oh gosh, it was just you can check out last week's episode and catch that uh, at the end of the podcast. Um, but the same guy here uh, is back at it again. Now this video has uh, been made its rounds; it's definitely been circulating. But this is from August twelfth of twenty nineteen is when this was a re-upload. This is from the same guy though that uh, was in last week's video. But check this out.
Alright guys, I'm here with a real NASA employee, legit NASA employee, and I asked him, I said, uh, astronauts have almost died in space. So he's at a Starbucks, he asked the employee, uh, NASA employee, alleged NASA employee, I didn't see the guy's identification, but. Uh, they get, they got water in their suit and they almost drowned, and he said it was because of saliva. This guy right here, hold on, I'm going to wait for him to get to the front of the line. And then I'm going to ask him some more questions. There's a real NASA employee right here. Hey, my man. My man. Sir. Just the, the spacewalk. So they're at a Starbucks. He's harassing this NASA employee about why the astronauts had almost drowned in space. And apparently they were choking on their saliva. Now... I don't know why that's a shock to this guy. Sometimes I'm sitting on the couch and I, I accidentally choke on my saliva, you know, and I'm not even in space. So for, you know, it could definitely happen in space. I mean, also, if you've seen the videos of space with water, it just, it kind of moves around and just, it doesn't really stick to anything. So he won't, he won't talk to me. So I wouldn't talk to you either. Buddy. Look, he was all nice. He was all nice. He gave me NASA cartoon freaking emblems. NASA cartoon emblem. Great. Now he won't talk to me. Because you're harassing him at the Starbucks. He just wants his coffee. He won't talk to me at all. Sir. Just tell him why they almost drowned in space. Please. Have a nice day, okay? Come on. You won't even chat with me? Nope. You, you, you hate Americans? Is that it? Excuse me. See, he crossed the line. This flat, flatter sh shit is getting out of hand. Excuse me? Hey, yeah? How the hell did you get that? Don't ever accuse me of that again. Well, hey, I'm okay? just curious. If you want to chat with me and answer my question. I don't have to chat with yeah, you. Yeah, that's true. That's Step true. over there, okay? I'm done you're not the boss of me, bro. I all leave because you asked me to. It's fine. All right, so but but this NASA's a fraud, bro. All right. They lie, they, they lie about everything. That's cool. I was just trying to ask questions. He said, the employee, I don't know if you guys could hear it. He said, just try and enjoy yourself. <laughs> He's like, just, you know, please leave. Just try and enjoy yourself, okay? Like, come on, relax. Yeah. Well, I just got kicked out of Starbucks for asking NASA employee questions because he's lying. He's a... You don't know that. Blatant liar. <sighs> what a joke that was. Now we're outside. <sighs> Beautiful America. Man, that was ridiculous. I got NASA freaking stickers from the NASA employee. Congratulations, bud. Like, <laughs> doesn't make any sense to me. Hey, guys. And then I start asking him questions, and he tells me to go outside of Starbucks. I'm freaking shaking. I am shaking. I can't believe that just happened. Oh. My. Lord. Thank you, Jesus. That was amazing. What? He's acting like he just stumbled upon a treasure. Or he's unsolved. He's, he's Sherlock Holmes and just solved a murder case or something. Like, he's acting like he's just... And it doesn't make sense to me. It makes no sense. Like, this guy... And this is the same guy from last week's video who was harassing all the kids at school. Just, it's, it's, it's silly. Oh!
I just met a NASA employee, guys, and he got me kicked out of Starbucks for asking him questions about astronauts almost dying in space. And uh, you got yourself kicked out. I said, how come astronauts choke on their, how come they're, they're almost drowning in space? You know what he said? He said, because they almost, they almost couldn't swallow their saliva. Makes sense. Astronauts aren't trained how to swallow their saliva? This guy's full idiot. <laughs> full idiot. Jamie Curry the says, says, yeah, just got flat smacked. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> just so dumb. That's the same guy. Same guy. In space? Give me a freaking break, dude. Give me a break. I'm getting out of here before the police show up. I love you guys. <laughs> I'm getting out of here before the police show up. He did get arrested for rolling up on those kids. I don't think uh, an arrest was made for this particular event. Um, now, uh, I had another video I was going to go into, but I just, I'm not, not going to uh, take up any more time. I want to keep the podcast to about an hour. We're about 10 minutes over. Um, but uh, definitely uh, want to say apologize for the delay, delayed start today. Um, but ultimately, uh, we got it going. I appreciate you guys for sticking around. I hope you enjoyed the show today. I know it's kind of like the coronavirus. is Everybody's just worn down with it. Um, next week though, our, the show will be awesome. I'm going to have some new graphics, new overlays. Um, hopefully, uh, the curtain behind me will be, uh, totally different. Uh, it won't be a curtain. I'll actually have, uh, something a little bit better for you guys. I think, um, I, I'm really looking forward to next week's show. I'm going to put together some great material. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I think that's all I got for you guys. You know, I, I really appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, shoot, I, that's it. You know, uh, I enjoy you guys uh, stopping by tonight. Uh, we'll be back next Monday. And uh, you have a great evening. Thank you so much for joining the show. K2 Podcast. <laughs>